It was all a pipe dream Watching bodyboarding up on TV Deep at reef, watching tension repeats Eating bakery feeds at 18 Living the dream with no sunscreen Yeah, we were so keen Surfing Aussie pipe Buying Riptide Eating shit pies Maybe get high Riptide Bodyboarding Podcast The home of bodyboarding Thank you for joining us on episode 11 Of our verbal journaling And I'm your host, Luke O'Connor Well, today's guest is located down on the south coast of New South Wales. She is a vibrant and elegant character who enjoys her kelpies, jet skis, spearfishing, and throwing herself over the many wild ledges that can be found down there on the shores of the south coast. I'm speaking none other of than Sophie Leathers. How are you going, Soph? Hello, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, man, pretty good, pretty good. Um, as I was saying before, just smashed a couple of fish tacos, sitting here with a can of butcher and the kids in bed, so <laughs> life's pretty pretty rosy at the moment. What about you? Yeah, no, I'm just chilling. The Kelpies are definitely not in bed. <laughs> um, I don't know, Alex is trying to be quiet somewhere. <laughs> and yeah, no, I've had dinner. Unfortunately, no fish tacos tonight for me, but hopefully... When, I don't know, either the swell kind of dies down and if the biz is still good, get back out there. Yeah, but surely you've got some stuff on ice in the freezer. You guys go spearfishing no, all the time. Yeah, I know, but I can't help myself. I, like, lately it's mostly kingfish, which I don't know. I don't know if you could freeze it. We just eat it. Like, I just eat it for days. <laughs> yeah, and that would be the best way to do it, though, because really that's the, the freshest way you could eat food straight after harvesting it for the day. So good. I tried like probably all, yeah, like all year to get a kingy and just like I wanted it so bad. More than everyone else, all my mates, like they all were like, oh, yeah, kingfish, and they all shot them. And I, I was like, I was presented with so many shots too, like just easy, but I missed it. <laughs> I missed so many every single time. And then, um, yeah, a couple of weeks ago I was like, no, like I'm going out. And then I still missed like four and then finally got one and I was just so excited and then it was funny because like I actually was using Alex's gun and then I broke it (laughs) and then I was like all right I'll use mine and then kept using mine after I shot one he looked at me and I could tell he was like can I have a go at the gun and I was like I'm gonna do that again (laughs) and I went back and shot another one but no it was so so good best best tasting kingfish when it's your own so you, you got a full roll on. You've got the um the boogeyman out of the way, and you know got that first one under the belt, and then you and then you continue to go on a rampage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Murder on the dance floor. <laughs> yeah, lovely, lovely. And why is it that um a kingfish so so highly sought after? You know, like everyone talks about them as as that top echelon fish they want to catch. Why is that? I think I I don't know. I just think they're like they're. I don't know, I suppose like, I haven't really been spearfishing for that long, I guess just this year since I've been back in the water because I mostly was just cray diving and then it was kind of the next thing. But I don't know, kingfish are just curious and like apparently they fight really hard too. So I'm keen to get a big one, but I was happy to get like some, like one was just legal and the other was a bit over. And um, But yeah, apparently they fight really hard, which would be pretty exciting. <laughs> And they take yeah, good. So they're a full kind of game fish in a way because you can, you you get a real good experience think, with it if you get one big enough. Yeah, if you get one big enough, like I don't know, my mates are like, oh, it'll flog you. So, but they were like, nothing <laughs> will prepare you for it. Like, so hopefully so, they have your shoulders still in their sockets, hey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My um, my, I've got a reinforced collarbone now. My metal collarbone. <laughs> I think what? it was last time I last time I saw you. I think. We're down the coast. And I was, yeah, was so Maru? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I, I I I was so tired and I remember you like, Hey Soph and I looked at you and I was like, Oh my god, I just spent like half an hour trying to come in because I was so unfit because I've only just been back in the water. So, oh, of course. Sweet. I yeah. didn't realise because of that injury. Yeah, yeah. It was just yeah, it was like I was just <laughs> still booging related, but I was sand booging, like down a sand dune um, two days before Christmas and just, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to double knee down a sand dune on a boog into like a river 
and we do we've always done it growing up because we were back at home for christmas and um yeah just came off and just broke so easily and it was like like everyone was like oh yeah like you don't do anything for collarbones and then um yeah got the x-ray actually my friend sent me a photo of the x-ray because it was two days before christmas went to hospital they were hopeless they like they just they youtubed how to put a sling on so i was just like wow (laughs) um hang on hang on hang on sorry can i just stop you for a second did you just (laughs) say medical professionals youtubed how to put a sling on (laughs) whilst you were there yeah it was it was so bad (laughs) whoa like i know they're on the staff but like man i was like i'm just gonna go home yeah, like I know there might be, you know, real uh, off the beaten track kind of procedures that they wouldn't do every day and and, and mm. for sure, like look up textbooks and whatever, but a sling, that's basic first aid. <laughs> and yeah, it was so wrong. Like, and I was just like, because oh, I was after, it was just before dinner, like I was staying at Alex's and it was funny because, well, it's kind of like a long story, but like whenever people say your mum's always right, she is always right because mum told me – so I live in our inland, sorry, in a little town called Dorigo, and Alex grew up on the coast in a little town called Milestone, just near Coffs Harbour. And for Christmas, we were like – like the I don't know, we weren't really too worried about the waves in Coffs, I guess, because we're just so spoiled on the south coast. And we're like, yeah, we'll just go diving and stuff. So we were super keen. But on the way up, the car broke down and then – we had to leave it there for like in Tari for two weeks. Dad had to come pick us up and then we had the jet ski and um, we were like, it's all right, we'll just rock hop. Like we won't take the ski out diving and we're still so determined. And I, yeah, it was two days before Christmas and mum was like, oh, you should get ambulance cover. And I was like, why? Like, meh. And she was like, nah, go and get ambulance cover. Like, I was like, righto. So, she literally marched me in to get ambulance cover, which is weird as, but I did it because I was like, oh, yeah, like, makes sense. And then um, I think it was the next day and I was like, oh, I'm going to stay at Alex's because, like, his parents' place because we're going to go diving tomorrow. And mum was like, oh, I don't think you should. And I was like, what the hell, mum? Like, I'm, I know I'm coming home, but, like, I'm not 16. <laughs> Isn't it crazy and... that the feelings <laughs> and, like, the premonitions so that weird. mums can get? I know I've, I've had it the same on my family side. It's incredible. Yeah. And you just sometimes just got to shake your head at it and just go with the flow because yeah. they know. They know. That mum, mum is crazy like that. Anyway, and, yeah, I went down and then it was before dinner and just hanging out on the sand dunes. And, yeah, so that was... Like, that wasn't fun. It was two weeks. Um, I had surgery on New Year's Day this year, so they screwed it all back together, which is good. <laughs> I was Did out of the water for a while. but um, Some sort of New Year's Eve in, though, or what, what was the goal? Nah, nah, they <laughs> kept cancelling my surgery. So they were like, for three days in a row, they were like, yep, yep, you're coming in don't eat so I didn't eat all day and then they'd be like oh no you gotta go home and then oh, same thing on New Year's there. Eve and then I was like there's no way I'll get in on New Year's Day so many people would have hurt themselves on New, New, New Year's Eve but um nah they got me in thank god <laughs> oh my goodness man oh my goodness and so thinking about it now and I'm, I'm just trying to visualize your collarbone at the moment is, is that a permanent plate or is that something that'll be removed later on down the line uh no, so it's not permanent. You can get it removed. Um, I'm still kind of just tossing up whether I will or not, like whether I can, I don't know, be bothered. It yeah, is, it's kind say... of annoying with like seatbelts and backpacks and stuff like that. But, I mean, it's not going to kill me. Like, yeah. Oh, I think it's the way they actually sit across your collarbone. Yeah, like it's pretty like you can see, you can see the screws through my – like through my skin too like it's pretty gross oh, man. it's, fr- it's, it's freaky eh? like you feel yeah. like frankenstein or like a <laughs> yeah. almost like a transhuman like you're, you're you're getting to the next stage like you know you've beaten it's... ai mate you're, you're going <laughs> yeah. there already yeah i'm like it's my party trick now i'm like don't feel the screws because you can feel where there's one spot they don't have a screw because the bone was like where it snapped so it was all like i don't know lots of little pieces of bone and then um yeah, the other screws are on an angle, so like it's pretty gross, but it's kind of cool. So, yeah, yeah we'll definitely. See. <laughs> it's actually um, extremely painful too, only from my, my own experience. I had mine broken at the age of, 
I think 15 or 16 when I was, you know, weirdly enough, after a cricket game, we wanted to play touch footy. I think it was one of the last games of the season. We're all just mucking around, having a barbecue. <laughs> and I've, um, I've received the ball down the outside of the wing, thought I'd just put the pace on and try and get to the... the, the <laughs> The try line, and I thought it was home and hose. Like I was loving it, you know. You just, you're about to go for this big dive, and then um, out of nowhere, the bloke um, who was going on, like obviously in my cricket team too, we just split up two sides. He um, he couldn't get me as in regards to like dive out and touch me, so he's come in and slid tackle me, <laughs> and 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 he he just took my feet out from underneath me. I didn't know where I was going. <laughs> yeah, and I just landed so heavily on my shoulder. I heard this pop and I thought to myself, I've either popped my shoulder here or it is blatantly broken. And I didn't move for the first five seconds. And then when I went to get up, I instantly realized what I'd, what I'd oh. done. And man, it is, it is painful, eh? It's, yeah, I didn't actually, like, it's kind of weird because, we, like, we'd, we'd been doing it for so long. Like, I was getting axed, like, just falling off and getting all like cut up in sticks and stuff I was it was funny because that time I was like yeah yeah last run and I was like oh Al you might want to feel this I got a good feeling and I was like I'm getting I'm gonna make it so far out into the water (laughs) and I didn't but yeah same thing like just hearing the noise but I thought it was dislocated it but it was just like you can hear it snap in the video and I was saying Al but it's because like everyone was still laughing and I was like Al like it's not good but it didn't, I don't know, I guess adrenaline or whatever, but it didn't hurt until maybe like an hour and a half later when I was in hospital. And, yeah, then it was like so bad. Just, yeah, it sucked. <laughs> yeah, even to breathe is kind of a, a, a fair bit painful. Just any yeah. movement in your chest is It's horrendous. so weird, yeah. So now, obviously, on the mend and um, you're back in the water, how, how have the waves been? Yeah, yeah, it's been good. Hey, like I was stoked I wasn't out too long but I was definitely like at the start so unfit like you just lose your your paddle fitness and everything but the last couple of months definitely surprised myself there was a couple of waves and I was like oh well that's like out of the question for this year but I managed to just get out and that one place I was just one and done (laughs) like I was like okay (laughs) I've got to stop dancing with the devil here (laughs) um yeah and then Lately, though, like a couple of weeks ago, had a really fun session down south. Got like probably one of the, well, definitely the best wave I've had at that spot ever. So, yeah, I was frothing like just last year, spent a lot of time surfing lots of waves that were like so far out of my comfort zone. And um, it's kind of good though, because it, like I learnt so much because I had to because I was like, why am I just eating shit all the time? And I still eat shit all the time, but now I know why. So <laughs> it's good to go back and, um, yeah, be back in the water and just, yeah, just so many good waves down here. We just love it. Like there's still a fair so few blessed. on my list. Yeah, yeah so crazy. lucky. Like there's definitely more on my list um, to tick off hopefully this year. So, yeah. Yeah, well, you could probably live your whole life down there, and really, there's that many waves all the way from, you know, southern Sydney down to the border of um, New South Wales, Victoria, that you could, you couldn't surf them all yeah. in in one lifetime. It's insane, or get them yeah. good, you know, like yeah, yeah. I sure will try though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please put your mind to it, dedicate your life to it. That's what that's what bodyboarding's about. Just going ham and searching out the most crazy isolated waves and making it happen, and just getting the rush. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so many. They're all so different, like, just even learning them and, yeah, I'm still just reading, learning how to read waves because they're so different and just different places just feel different too or just the slightest adjustment, like paddling straight into it or rather than paddling on an angle and stuff like that that I'm learning, which is good. Because when you're watching, you're just frothing and you're like, yes, but you I don't know, for me, I'm always just frothing and I'm like, wow, people are so good. But it's and not until you, like, go back and watch every little thing that they're doing that you're starting to learn or, you know, when you fail and fail and you're like, okay, I'm sick of hitting the reef. <laughs> I don't so think i sick of that, hear. though. <laughs> yeah. It's always good to send you over to, to check out all the craze and lobbies below. You're just doing That's a bit of right. research. I'm just scouting it. out some dive ground. <laughs> yeah. 
but it's it's so cool to hear the passion in your voice when you're speaking about um, that you know insightful way of thinking. You're going, okay, this isn't working. What is happening over here? How can I approach this differently? You know, even just watching yeah. the different ways a wave um, kind of walls up really in in different different swirls, yeah. different winds, different tides. Like it's always got a different a different game face on that exact same wave that you've probably surfed a million times before. Like even, you know, a generic one um, that we all kind of know and it's it's already been, yeah. the secret's already been broken. <laughs> Aussie pipe, like, you know, you can go down there and it's just got so many different faces. You can you can surf it in that, that onshore wind where it provides a bit more bowls and maybe the rights are more offshore and then you move around to the true offshore and you kind of get those, those lovely long-running pipes and, and proper yeah. clean backflip bowls at the end like it's um and that's only just one wave and that's not even mentioning all the different different faces that can kind of pull at you so it's it's really cool to hear that and it's so cool that you're you're diving deep down into the sport you know you're not just saying it for face value you're like well I can you know I can never truly master this and that's probably one of the greatest things about being in the water isn't it you just you're always yeah. challenged yeah it's so good and it's just always always throwing different different things at you but like even pipe we as soon as we found that we were like are you kidding <laughs> how is this place even real and for so long there that like just wasn't my comfort zone like going there was like just different days and conditions and it's like now looking back at it I'm like yes like that is that it, that would be like the home of my comfort zone like I'd like I don't mind you know I always, every time I'm there and it's maxing, I always cough a wave on the head and get washed all the way down, all the way down, which is fine. Like, it's sweet. But, yeah, definitely still so much to learn, though. Like, even though I'm comfortable there with whatever's coming, there's just so many different, like, I don't know, sections and waves and, yeah, definitely way more to learn, which is cool because it just keeps you coming back and it's always fun. And you just, yeah, you never, like, even though it's a really mechanical wave, there's, there's so many different ones that come through and I'd say like it's super forgiving like it's a I've been trying to encourage some girls to come down and actually Alicia and Kayla came down last week and um there wasn't much swell around but I was like get down to pipe like you love it and they got down there and they were frothing so that was so good for sure even if there's one one footers out there it's still such a mechanical wave that allows you to yeah just to have even you know even like if you can fit inside a one foot barrel which is it's it's pretty yeah. hollow out there let, let, let's let's be honest it's still a, an amazing feeling the way the reef glitters underneath and um yeah you know how you can spot. yeah and you can just be so close to the shoreline and be so close to the action it's it's just a it's, it's a it's a bit of an effort driving in obviously but when you're there on the beach itself it's such a an amphitheater of froth it's so cool yeah yeah that's it and like just even even getting there sometimes like it's all part of it like you look at waves anywhere it's all, like I guess everywhere is an effort if it was easy it might not keep you going back you know you're like oh it's it's at my doorstep like I won't bother today whereas you're like no I'm getting to pipe like and then you get out there and you're like no matter how it is you'll just go out for a wave yeah yeah definitely that's that's a it's a great attitude to have um <laughs> talking about you know being pushed outside your comfort zone what has been the most um rattling moment that has pushed you outside your comfort zone um, definitely like a, a wave uh, further down south, down south that I'd been keen to surf. But like when I look back on it, it's all the lead up to surfing it, like just watching it and thinking about it and getting in my own head and yeah, just seeing like I'd see a forecast pop up and I'm like, oh shit, shit. Like it was just like a funny, like, I don't know. Like, you, you're keen to get there, but you're also like, damn, like, I'm so scared. So, yeah, I guess the actual build-up is kind of what gets me the most because as soon as I get there, I'm like, all I've got to do is just get off the ski and that's it. Like, once I'm in the water, then I can just – I'll just go from there. And um, it's good. Like, we've got a really good, good supportive crew and no one – there's no pressure. Like, I don't like pressure – in that sense like in a in a bad way like I don't ever feel like I have to do it because you don't have to do anything like (laughs) you're there because it's it's fun and it's a goal and and whatnot so yeah I think definitely 
the first time I surfed that wave was, yeah, it was awesome. It was just, it was, you know, the actual conditions, it was onshore afternoon. There was only like 20 minutes of light and it was literally just burgers coming through. Like I was just bus driving on the side of it, but it was like the best freaking bus drive of my life. Um, and then, yeah, we went back out the next day and early in the morning and I was like, all right, like, you know, monkeys off the back and just getting in. So I got in. I was first in the lineup and I was waiting. Alex is on the ski and, um, yeah, Shane was there. And I was like, I don't know, just there was just like six of us or so, like Chapel and um, AJ and I can't remember who else. There wasn't many. And the first one that came through, I paddled for and <laughs> everyone was just yelling. And I was frothing and um, I was like, I don't want to look at it because I don't want to see how big it is. Because, you know, when you, like you see a wave, and no one's on it, you can't really tell how big it is. And I'd like, I'm not good at wave heights, but I was just like, I know I've got to paddle really hard into this. And I was like, yeah, I was pretty deep, not too deep. Like I was, I would have been in the right spot, but I paddled too far in. Like I was just in my head, I was like, just paddle hard, but I kicked so far in. And then I was like, wait, where's the wave? And I like kind of turned around and it was already just pitching up over the top of me. And I was like, oh, you're joking. Like, I was at the bottom of it and just saw it standing tall. And I was like, no. <laughs> and I just, yeah, I was looking up and it just started to throw over, but it sucked me up. And then probably like halfway up, like I think I threw my board or just rolled off to the side and kind of like flopped into the water. And, um, yeah, the actual, like the wipeout was just, it was kind of weird. Like it wasn't like in your head you played up to be the worst thing ever. So it was it definitely wasn't that bad, but it was still, it was intense, but not, yeah, not too bad. And I came back up and I was like, oh, geez. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. Other than that, like that, the lead up, yeah, it was probably the most intense bit. And then, I don't know, there's always different times and, you know, different conditions that kind of catch you off guard. But I face planted <laughs> the reef last year. No, yeah, last year, I think. Um, just, I don't know, I surfed the wave in the morning and it was like a bit more rogue and stuff. And I didn't, I wiped out, I just airdropped and just wiped out on every single wave, just got washed all the way down the point. And then in the afternoon I came back and it was heaps smaller and it was like beautiful and, oh, that's my dog, Kelpie's going out. Um, yeah, it was so nice and I, I just, I don't know, probably just overconfident there and, um, I just, but this one came through and I was like, yeah, that's sweet. And I paddled into it, air dropped a little bit. And I think that's where I lost my speed. And then, yeah, the shocky, I don't really know what happened, but I remember the shocky, like I was just, I got sprayed in the face really hard. And then the lip hit me on the back of the head and just sent me straight down. I hit the rock. It wasn't like, wasn't too bad. I had a, like a scratch on my face and I thought I couldn't breathe when I came up. I was like, oh, my God, I punctured a lung. (laughs) (laughs) Alex is on the next wave, and he was like, how was yours? And I was like, help. And he was like, what's wrong? I was like, I can't breathe. (laughs) But it was So you're completely winded. Yeah, so winded. But, yeah, it was was fine. It was like it's that would still be my favourite wave. And I think like that, looking back at that, I'm like, yeah, it's because I didn't paddle – hard enough or both those situations was just like trying to you know be in the right position and paddle at the right time and paddle hard enough but not too hard like yeah still so much and just trying to read it (laughs) just so different to like growing up surfing you know beaches where you're learning but you're not really forced to learn you're like oh yeah bottom turn but you're not really kind of thinking about it and then yeah you kind of like get out into some other waves and conditions and you're like, ah, oh, shit, <laughs> I need to learn how to scoop. <laughs> For sure. But that's all natural progression. That just comes with time yeah, and yeah. that comes with different experiences. Talking about your home break, where where was that? Uh, well, I didn't really have a home break, I guess, because I was an hour inland. And, um, but where would you always go and surf or like where was the go-to? Oh, Yurunga. Yeah, really fun wave. Just a beachy there. Um, we kind of surfed, a, um, it was probably closer to, I don't know, the last few years that I was living up there before we moved down here. But, um, yeah, there's like a couple, oh, it was only like one reef, but mostly beaches around coughs that were fun, but 
we just kind of went out like in any conditions because my dad and I started, or my dad, my brother and I all started bodyboarding at the same time. And, um, How did yeah. that come about? <laughs> well, so well, growing up, we always, we like, we went to the beach over Christmas, but we were, we'd always go out west. Like we were like bush desert kids. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, over Christy and that would get to the beach and I loved it. And I had like a mini male. And I went to school in Coffs and you could do surfing for school sport. And I was like, hell yeah, like a day at the beach or like an Arvo. Um, but because I live so far away, I caught three buses to school and the first one was a mini bus and they were like, you can't bring your mal on this mini bus, like, it won't fit. And my brother was bodyboarding and he was like, why don't you just get a boog? And I was like, oh, yeah, sick. And so dad was like, oh, that, that looks fun. I'll do that too. So yeah, my brother was already into it and dad and I kind of, yeah, just jumped on board and then never really went back to <laughs> mail riding. <laughs> That's so cool. That's so yeah. cool. So it obviously came out by surprise and it wasn't planned, but you were just addicted and hooked to the to the boog ever since. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was so good. Like, just random how stuff comes together, but no, it was the best thing. Yeah, sick, man, sick. And when you're speaking about your time up at Coffs, like moving down south, obviously um, completely um, opposite ends of the spectrum there in regards to the way the coast is shaped, with Coffs being yeah. probably more beaches and the south coast of New South Wales, dare say, more kind of reef options. Um, and obviously the weather and the climate, how was the move down? That's, you know, going from yeah. warm, mild <laughs> waters to chillier um, environments, how'd you go? <laughs> well, I literally said to Alex, like, probably two weeks ago, I was like, you know, I swear I've been cold for five years. Like, <laughs> it's so cold here. <laughs> um, like, I don't even know why I own spring suits anymore because it's so bloody cold in the water all the time. But it's <laughs> it's so worth it. Like, it's yeah, it's never never too cold. But, yeah, the um, – like, I did, like, the state title – comps growing up a little bit or well, not growing up but like 14 15 16 and um yeah we i really liked the kayama comps and we i remember after the comp one year we went and surfed a reef and um around here and it was just the best thing and i was like is there a uni down here like i'm moving here <laughs> and um <laughs> yeah literally yeah yeah and i was like was, and then i found wollongong uni and i was like all right sweet like when I work out what I want to do, I'm going to be doing it at Wollongong Uni. <laughs> so, yeah, and then um, I met Alex, like, when I was still at school and he was just chilling and he's just, yeah, super cruisy and love. Well, he was surfing when I met him, actually, and um, I got him on the boog, so I converted oh, him. Oh, you're converting. <laughs> Everyone's just crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so he loves it. And then, yeah, he overtook me, like, skill-wise pretty quickly. <laughs> but, um yeah, so he was like, yeah, super keen to move down here and just chase all these waves. But to be fair, half the, like, the waves that we chase now, we didn't even know were down here. Like, I'd seen them in heaps of boo vids, like, that I'd watched. And now I go back and I'm like, are you kidding? Like, I've watched footage of this for years and I didn't even know it was here. Like, I didn't know where it was. So, yeah, but we love it down here. I'd can't see us going north like we're in Kyama at the moment and it's just yeah it's just too good (laughs) yeah it's a beautiful part of the area um I was just just wondering in my head then have you ever had any moments um in the sport where you've been discouraged to bodyboard like has only been any sour moments or sour tastes left in your mouth from from experiences within the industry? Because I know everyone has, you know, varying experiences from, mm. from time to time, good and bad. And I was just wondering, what, what has, has there been any moments where you're like, ah, oh, I don't know if I want to continue on with this? Mm, not, like, definitely never any moments. Like, I don't think anyone could say anything that would make me go, oh, yeah, well, just hang up the fins. Like, fuck that. <laughs> but there's definitely times where, like, I don't know, I, I remember one, and oh, mostly at school, like, a chick doing bodyboarding for school sport, like, the the girl from Dorigo, like, there was, they're like, oh, that chick booga, but it wasn't bad or anything, but um, there was one time back at home, and I went to jump in, and, like, I got in a surf, and this guy was like, I thought he said to me, are you Loz? And I was like, 
nah, I'm Sophie Leathers. And he was like, oh, right, or something. And I was like, what? And he was like, I asked you if you were lost. And I was like, oh, well, no, I'm not lost. And I'm still Sophie Leathers. That was the best <laughs> response, especially yeah. not hearing the first comment. And, yeah. you know, you probably would have said it anyway, but the way you've just gone and nailed him yeah. up against his own board, that's hectic. Yeah, yeah, so that was pretty funny. Like, but didn't really – I just think it's funny now. And – um. He's actually a legend too, but I think at first you're like, oh my God, like, are you saying that because like, I'm a chick booger? Like, I don't know, you, you get in your own head about it, but he's actually a legend and yeah, he surfs really well too. But yeah, I can't really, I don't know, like you get, so I guess sometimes like you get a funny look and I'm like, oh yeah, it's because I'm a chick on a boog. Or actually one that's funny, which I I laugh at is like, <laughs> happened to me um one of the bombies around here and then same thing it actually happened at pipe as well and i got a wave and this guy was like oh hello there darling and i was like what's up and he was like oh just just checking you're okay and i was like yeah yeah i'm, I'm good <laughs> he was like okay like yep you'll be fine out here and i was like cool like that's good to know thanks it's just really I'm like you know he had good intentions but it was pretty funny no he actually he said across. hello hello little miss and I was like what yeah which I mean I thought it was, I was just like I just laugh I was like I'm good thanks yeah and, the problem um, is though like they're you know as you can see through it they're trying to be nice but they're they're lacking the engagement skills to actually come across in a in a normal down to earth fashion because they're um they they they, they yeah. can't hide their amazement, you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's just I don't know, it's, it was kinda of, it was more than anything, it's just weird, like you're like, okay. But mm, nothing that nothing that I would remember. There would have been times for sure, but I would have just I don't know. I don't really pay attention. Like I said, like I don't like it's the best bloody thing in the world. I don't think there's anything anyone can say that would make me go, oh, yeah, you know what, yeah, yeah, I'm a chick, I suck, I'm going to stop, like, I don't care, I just want to get barrels. <laughs> yeah, that, and that's the best attitude, and I think the most successful people in the history of humankind have not cared what other people have thought and just gone out there and just got it done, which is, for, for sure, further in your cap. I was just also thinking, um, you know, from your perspective, you've been bodyboarding for a while now, obviously back since um, since high school days. How have you seen the ebbs and flows of... Um, women in the sport of bodyboarding because um, obviously we all know the last couple of years have been a little bit flat in regards to the competitive scene. It's definitely starting to come back now with the IP, IBC really putting some some dollars and effort um, into all the different comps and locations this um, this season. But how have you seen um, the, the rise or fall of, of women's bodyboarding lately? Yeah, I think like, uh, I don't know. I remember like there wasn't really many girls around and um I was lucky back in Coffs I had Nikki Rose and like she's a legend like super fun to boob with and yeah I think the more you look the more you find I remember just going on Instagram once and just like I don't know looking at I don't know bodyboard chicks or whatever the tag was and being like oh my god there's heaps of us like there are heaps so yeah the more you look the more you find but um I guess yeah, comps. I get. I don't know. I did state and national and stuff. Um, and I, I like to watch like you know the, the other women compete. And it, there's a really cool crew. Like I met a lot of them when they were over here for the world tour, and they're all legends. Like there's definitely a lot of frothers and a lot of them, you know, that are in it for the right reasons and just enjoy it. And yeah, like they're having a ball and just out to surf and compete with each other. But I think there's still, you know, for me personally, I'm not super into comps. Like I respect it and everything and that's cool. Like that's, yeah, I definitely understand it. But like it's kind of like it's definitely not where my interest lies. I think, it, you know, it's important in heaps of different ways. But at the end of the day, like there's, you know, there's there's still lots of chicks that are getting out and, grabbing their boog and having some fun and no matter what you're surfing or where you're surfing like that's the main thing like it's just it's such a fun sport and 
if anyone, if anyone, any girl can get into it, that's like, it's always epic. So, but yeah, definitely haven't seen many around here. Like I, I very rarely ever surf with another girl, but, um, yeah. How still... is that mentality in the lineup? You know what I mean? It constantly surrounded by males and, you know, males on surfboards plus bodyboards plus, you know, stand up paddleboards and earlows, like the whole array, the yeah. whole gamut of, of um, crafts out there. How is it being a female in what seems to be on the East Coast currently, as you just stated, um, a predominantly kind of male orientated sport? I think, uh, well, for me, like I'm always surfing with Alex, so it doesn't, I don't know, like I'm always, I don't know, <laughs> I guess, and I'm used to it. So, I don't know when I'm when I'm out there. I don't really go like, oh, I'm the only chick out here. Like, I'm surrounded by all these guys. Blah blah blah. Because like, that's not useful. You know what I mean? Like, that's not like a. I'm out there to get barreled. I don't care if you're a bloody, I don't know, monkey. Like, <laughs> so <laughs> I guess I just see everyone as. I remember and Sari O'Hara said this to me once, and she said, and I was like, that's that is exactly it. Like, I just see everyone as bodyboarders like or or surfers like so for me yeah I don't know I you definitely still get like I don't know weird looks or whatnot but you get so much support too like I think that's a lot of the time you know like obviously it's good to focus on things that you know need to be improved and whatnot but there's so much support like I think and I think it's really cool to celebrate that like I don't know, down here, like, there's just, yeah, it, like, if I get a good wave, like, there's people cheering, and it's it's epic, like, and if, if I've got a question, I can ask someone, or, you know, like, oh, geez, like, I'm struggling, I don't know which ones to pick, and they're happy to help, or, you know, some, some friends that we've made, and I'm like, man, like, I really want to surf this wave, like, and, you know, I'm trying to check it and work it out, but just, like, consequences are kind of higher, so I'm, you know, a bit intimidated, and everyone's really, really happy to help, and, yeah, just, I don't know, just share, share and like, I swear that's the best thing about bodyboarding, like, you can have, you can, you know, make friends and go new places, and yeah, so I don't really see, I don't know, I just don't really play too much into, like, oh, I'm a girl and they're all guys, like, it doesn't really faze me, like, at the end of the day, <laughs> you're all out here on a piece of foam, and you're going to get that piece of foam, hopefully, into a barrel. <laughs> yeah yeah ex- exactly that is the aim of the game so really what i'm hearing from yourself and it sounds epic and it's so good to hear because you know we want um you know from riptide to 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 movement to the ibc to we bodyboard to everything in between you want inclusivity within um the sport do you know what i mean and that's what i'm getting i just wanted to know yeah if any sort of you know, real bad vibes or juju that you felt over your time or you've been you know, segregated or kind of, you know, pushed to the outer the outer limits of the sport because of um, your gender. And that's what, that's what, that's what I was kind of getting at. Have you ever felt that sort of, that sort of um, segregation from the sport due to being a female? Uh, um, I guess it's hard, it's hard because not really like I don't look at what the guys are doing and go oh I can't do that because I'm a girl so I just work out how to do it another way or you know one of my friends she asked me she's like I don't know like do you think that we can like you know scoop that good because we're not as strong and I'm like I don't know like you just like I said before you just gotta get that piece of foam in the barrel and I guess I don't know I segregation yeah, but, yeah, but like, how long is a piece of string you know back to that point in regards to your friend asking about the strength you know how long is a piece of string yeah how far can you push yourself to 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 build that inner strength and that you know you look at some of the athletes out there like for example like watching the i don't know if you've been following the u.s open but um curios just beat Menvedev in um the fourth round i, I believe and if you have no idea Medvedev, who they are <laughs> Oh, anyway, no, 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 that's all, but I'll, I'll, I'll explain. So Menvedev is an exceptional tennis player who has risen to, um, the top five in the world and he's held, um, world number one for 
uh, on and off for a while now. And he, to me, looks like looks like a bloke you'd find in year 11 PE class who just wants to sit at home and play computer games all day. <laughs> like he just looks like a scrawny young lad. Um, you know, nothing against him, but when you look yeah, at the yeah. way he plays tennis, he, the physical attributes do not match his his stats and results because you're just assuming that he's going to be athletic. He's going to be, you know, this, he's going to fit the mold of the physicalities that you, you expect and whatever. But then you look at Kyrgios and Kyrgios does fit those, um, it does fit those attributes, but then you just weigh it all up and you think to yourself, well, it's not just the physicalities that dictate, um, the success of an athlete. It's their mind frame. It's their mental fortitude. It's how far they can push themselves internally, you know. So, going back to your friend's point, and <laughs> obviously it's just you and me speaking. I'm, I'm, I'm not getting the point over to her, but I, I really do feel that um, you don't need to compare yourself to other people in regards to attributes. You just need to focus solely on yourself, and the, and the results will come. Because if you want to do it, you're going to do it. Like you really will. Yeah, do it. exactly. Yeah, and I don't think like you don't you don't want to look for a reason of why you can't do it. Like, that's just silly. Like, you don't want to be like, oh, you know, I'm, you know, I don't have the same strength as that person or I don't have the same upper body strength. Like, I can't scoop. It's like, no, just work it out another way. Like, I, I definitely don't read into any of that at all. <laughs> for sure. And that's the best way to be is just, like, focus solely on your success and the way you can – you can channel your skills. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and there's still, like, always so much to learn, and you can learn from everyone, and that's the best thing. But I think, I think like, you know, if you're, if you're a young girl getting into the sport and, you know, you, I don't know, you could be intimidated by, you know, there's lots of guys or any of those thoughts, but the more you think about that stuff, it, that's not, it, like, that's not going to help you. Like, you've you know, just got to think about how it's fun and what you want to do and what your goals are because you don't need, you don't necessarily need to, you know, it's always inspiring to see girls doing it and, you know, girls charging and, you know, throwing backflips. It's epic. Like, I love that. It's so good and so inspiring. But, like, what I mean is, like, if they weren't there, I wouldn't be like, oh, I can't do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you're not just using them as a benchmark. You're looking yeah. internally and be like, well, I can do that. I don't need any example set to me. I, I, I can do that on my own steam. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it. Wait, do you think, um, speaking about blokes in the lineup and all that kind of stuff, do you feel like there's a toxic max- masculinity vibe running through our sport? Like obviously it is quite male-dominated at, at times. Do you, do you feel like there's a toxic culture brewing? Like, I guess it depends on what you're surrounding yourself, like who you're surrounding yourself with or what you're kind of reading into. Um, but, I mean, you know, for me personally, like, like I, you know, I'm just, you know, watching, you know, lots of bodyboard videos and flicking through magazines and just, I don't know, like for me, I, I guess as well because Alex is just the best and, you know, my dad, like we just – all love surfing together and like it's always it's always fun like and keeping it fun and there's definitely like lots of different things it's like you know that happen on social media that you know always kind of a, a back and the forth and there's so many different sides but I guess for me personally I'm like just not really interested in any kind of like drama not yeah I don't know I don't even really know how to word it like I, my go-to saying is just like, I just want to get barreled. Like, you know, <laughs> there can be a bunch of guys in the lineup being dicks or whatever they want to be, but there could be, a, you know, I've surfed, when I have surfed with some chicks before, some of them are crazy, like, and <laughs> red hot. Like, yeah, this one lady down at Pipe was like, you need to calm down. Like, you are going to kill someone. <laughs> I but, guess um, it really doesn't just matter on the gender. It matters on the person's uh, morals and it matters on their yeah. persona. Because, yeah, I mean, like we can if... all go backwards and forwards about 
um, you know, males and females and trans and, and any any sort of other gender that uh, wants to bodyboard, but it's more so on the person themselves and, and how they how they treat you. It's 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 not actually yeah. the sex that matters. Yeah, and I think like if there's something that's really, you know, important to anyone, like I just it doesn't necessarily have to come back to booging, but like if you feel really strongly about a topic and like you see something you don't like or whatever, like that's yeah, sick. Like that's go for it. Like what? <laughs> I don't know. It just I just want to keep it fun and I just don't really pay too much into it. Like we're, you want to keep your head you know, out of the politics and just keep your right yeah, in the like, face of the is, wave. What even is big drama? Like <laughs> I get, you know, I just don't get it. Like what is? Sometimes I'm like, oh my god, it's like going back to year nine. Like we all just want to, you know, go out and get barreled. Like, like I know, yeah, so I know. it can be quite it's, exhausting. It is too. good though because there's so many passionate. You know, it's not good, but like this, it does show there's so much passion in the sport, and um, everyone is, you know, a lot of people are really trying to, you know, to, you know, to, oh, I don't know, bring it back or like, you know, they're looking at it from heaps of different angles, and yeah, that, and that's epic. Like, but if there's anything that I like, for me, you know, morally and my idea of it is like having fun, like. If there's, you know, we're always, everyone's talking about, you know, the future generations and how it needs to look and feel for them. And that's, you know, that's epic. But if you're a little girl and you're reading all this, you know, crap on social media or this back and forwards, like, I don't know, that would turn me off or I'd be like, oh, what the hell is this? But if you just see someone pulling into a wave and having fun, like, that's, that's what it's about, like. So for me, yeah, I don't really any like kind of anything that I think is like toxic or whatever just doesn't really come close to me because I don't let it because I'm like, eh, I don't know what they're doing here, but like I'm yeah, just you actually ignore it and just put it out of your mind. Yeah, yeah, like it doesn't really matter what what anyone says. I think like if you just if you love bodyboarding and want to boog, like go do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, and that's probably the lesson out of all of this. And you know, even looking back on social media and looking at media and, and all the different um, outlets that you can sink your teeth into in regards to bodyboarding content, there is a lot of clickbait out there. There's a lot of propaganda thrown yeah. around. There's a lot of one-liners that get people enraged. So then, you know, certain um, certain debates kick off. I do think it is healthy to have controlled. Um, and polite debates in, in regards to certain points. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because that does push forward um, the image and the face and the direction of the sport because we, as as you just noted then and everyone's um, got their own opinion, but it's it's great to see that there is still a lot of passion and there's a lot of love for the sport still there and it's not like people just wanted to let it, you know, die an old decrepit death in the, in, the, <laughs> in the corner of Big Brother's um, room surfing. But, yeah, um, that's it. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's 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 a it's a it's a tough one, and I, I think you know we probably as humans haven't really adapted properly to the social media age and understanding how all these emotional triggers that we can't unfortunately control because we're humans and we we haven't um we haven't yet push past that but you know they are those points or those or those issues or or those comments are going to continue to enrage if we let them and um, yeah yeah as you said you can only control what's in front of you and do the best for yourself and obviously still influence other people to do so but do so in a more calm and refrained fashion that doesn't need to tear other people and um organizations down around them it's a yeah it's a minefield out there it's crazy (laughs) yeah that's it but it's like yeah I guess and it's hard too because like I'm I'm very quiet I wouldn't I I like I've no interest in getting involved in like politics because I think like there's two sides to every story you're very smart in saying that that. never get involved in politics ever yeah yeah but, yeah, I don't know. I just guess, like, if so, if someone wants to, you know, if they're upset or, like, there's a, 
a new chick booger who's like, fire out, like this is bugging me or, you know, I'm worried about this or this has upset me. Like I'd rather have a conversation with them and like, in you know, in person or a message or something. I think that's definitely more effective. Like, um, yeah, one of my friends, Rio Clark, and I, like, she started up, like, the Women of the Waves page, which we've, like, just got on Instagram, and we've done a couple podcasts and stuff on there. But for us, it's, like, that's just, like, it's, like, a little community, like a, like a, like a place where you can just go and just be inspired by other women bodyboarders and, you, you know. You guys are doing your own podcast? Yeah, yeah, we actually haven't. I need we haven't edited a couple, but we've done a couple. Um, that's epic. That's yeah. so cool. And and you know, to further on your point of the conversations, that is the best medium to do it on. You know, like you can have yeah, honest yeah. conversations. They're uninterrupted. You can let your feelings completely flow without having things dictated to by um, you know only so many characters in a message or you know different yeah. viewpoints or all this kind of stuff. It's 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 more so just having an honest combo that flows and you can get your feelings and emotions straight out there in any way, shape or form and you represent yourself and the topics and the um the different contexts that you cover. It's 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 all an open slather, you know. It's it's, yeah, it's all absolutely. there to be discussed. It's an honest conversation. I, I, I can't stress that enough. I feel like we don't have the honest conversations anymore and there's a lot of shame in putting your opinion out there because you can be cut down so quickly. Your comments can yeah, be taken yeah. out of context and it's great to see that you guys are using that long form of conversation because, you know, really think to yourself, bar Alex or your, or, or, or your family members, when do you ever sit down with someone uninterrupted and have a conversation for more than an hour? Yeah, it's... Literally, like, if you're just waiting for the wind to go offshore. <laughs> watching the surf, like. Yeah, there's yeah. not many other, there's there, no. there's really not many other times because life's so busy. So it's so cool you guys are putting the time aside to aside to do that. What's um what's the general theme of the podcast? Yeah, oh, we just, we've only done a couple, but just interviewing different people and it's all, I don't know, just, just trying to, like, you know, if, our idea of it is like it's just women of the wave so like you don't even have to be a bodyboarder but if you're just like a chick who you know you want to get into the ocean and have fun like you can you know everything's kind of relatable to you but it's a nice like it's just a good I can't remember the word Rhea described it as but it's like a she calls it an entity like an online entity and yeah where you can just connect with others so it's it's been good for like you know some chicks that have been traveling and we're like, you know, who lives here? Such and such is doing a trip. Like, you know, she'd love to link up with some other chick boogers and just stuff like that, like just making it more of a community. So, yeah, no, it's it's really cool. And you meet, like, meet so many people and, yeah, it's definitely, we definitely have to do more. I've been slack. That's been my fault. It's so hard to, to keep up that sort of time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know you guys will because you're super passionate, but just to find the time to put aside, it's like to do this podcast, it's, work my full-time job with um with like a good friend sean cooper uh renovating backyard pools and then (laughs) i work my second job in the afternoon which is my own business um maintaining and servicing backyard pools and then it's the third job which i wouldn't call it a job it's 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 my life i come home and spend time with my beautiful family and um, make sure everyone's safe and happy and then you have time to to delve into other passions and, and, and other, um, you know, avenues to spend your time and yeah, man, to, to, to try and like space <laughs> out your day properly and to try and allocate time evenly to all of your pursuits. It's, it's always a juggling act. So crazy. So crazy. But yeah, I just I actually just started a new job. Um, and my boss is a booger and he was like, you know, like I just, I just want the work to get done. So like, no you know, way. If, yeah, he was like, if the surf is pumping, go and surf. But, like, you know, the work has to be done. And I was like, fuck yeah, it's sick. Yeah, and that so, is so cool. That is so yeah. cool to see that he's got it down pat. Like I always call it the, the work-life balance. Coops is exactly oh, the same. So it's good. like, you know, if the waves are pumping in the morning, we'll start late, we'll go surfing somewhere. And, you know, he's he, he's happy to 
to get those moments in during the week because they're scarce. You know you yeah, need that release. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And if you do not get those waves or you do <laughs> not have the chance to be involved in such a weather event, you are scarred for the rest yeah. of the, the week. And, and you, you, you're no good you as a worker don't anyway. You work that hard anyway. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You're like, you're just sulking all the time. Like, <laughs> yeah. But no, he's, he's epic and it's good too because you do, you, you want to work harder and be better because like they get you like, it, yeah, so no, nah, it's been. I've only just started, but I'm keen, keen for some, keen for some waves. <laughs> and what's the what's the role entail? What did you do at uni, by the way? Uh, I did comms and media, and majored in digital, social media, and graphic design. So this is like I'm doing digital design now. So there's just so many names for it, but it's pretty much like app and web design and a bit of graphic design. Epic. And what's the the main sort of platforms you guys use? Like, a, is it the business model to um, to to produce platforms for certain clients? And is there a go to tool set that you guys use? Yeah. Also, we I, I design everything on Figma, and then we've like got a team of developers who then build the website from that design. Epic. So you get the theme. Yeah. You get all the different fonts laid out all the different yeah 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 epic that's really cool that's really cool and do you do you gain satisfaction from that yeah yeah it's epic like i've only been doing it for a couple of weeks but it's really really cool and i like i really like the creative side of it so it's good like it doesn't feel like work like i genuinely enjoy it and it's also just epic to know like oh you know surf stopping or you know geez, the weather looks good to go diving or, you know, like I could just live as well. Like I've never really been someone who's like career, 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 like yeah, focus. Like yeah. careers are, you know, great and epic, but like I want to, you know, get waves and shoot fish. <laughs> for sure. I think also yeah. too with the career thing, there's we're all looking for that dopamine hit and obviously yours is through, through spearing and fishing yeah. and, and bodyboarding and having a great time but um i think a lot of people do derive that satisfaction and that gratitude and that um that 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 constant dopamine <laughs> hit from uh working on their career you know i, I find it yeah, yeah. flexing like i i can't understand it because you just i see my my jobs as as money and income and um you know to make different goals a reality throughout my life and, and different ventures. yeah exactly i I don't hate work. Like I definitely enjoy yeah. working in pools. I enjoy working with water. I, I love the sound of water and, um, you know, just watching it all day and, you know, working with coops is great. But, um, you know, if I had a choice of going to work or staying home and doing X, Y, and Z, like we all know where I'd be. So yeah, <laughs> it's, um, yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. It's really cool to see that you've, you've got that work life balance. It's so healthy, man. It just creates, it creates like just, just such stability in your life it's it's so important i can't stress it enough yeah it's it's so good like i can work from anywhere so i'm really keen to just like i can do it you know do a trip and surf in the morning and then you know come back and work and stuff like that so it's it's so good and so important i think too there's so much so much i want to do and i don't want to just go you know, oh, I've got to have, I've got work. Oh, I've got work. Like, <laughs> um, where's that, the? Sorry, sorry, you go. I'm sorry. No, you go. I was gonna say no. It's just work is still a priority, but like, yeah, just good to have a balance. Yeah, definitely. And you know, when you're when you're working, are you putting your dollars away for a certain trip that you and Alex are looking to go on? Is there anything in the pipeline? Super keen to get down to the South Oz. Oh, yeah, that's very definitely. nice. But we want to just spend like a good amount of time there and just like take the doggos and just park up and surf and yeah. It'd be great to do a month or six weeks. Yeah, that would be ideal. Like that would it would be so so sick. That's definitely like that's hopefully that we haven't been on a trip in ages. But that would be yeah. That's what we've got to do. We're hanging out. We've got to go. <laughs> so you'd be taking the troopy down. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I've just um, I've been changing the fit out recently, actually. So try and finish doing that and get power in it and stuff. 
epic. So it's fully off-road and livable. Yeah, yeah. Like we, I did the fit out like through lockdown, whatever year it was, and um, it was still good. But we just, I just wanted to change it, and finally got like a proper mattress and whatnot. So yeah, we just get it so that we can just yeah park up there for literally yeah a month. Epic, man. Remember to take the fly nets. Yeah, yeah, we actually just got, um, like, fly screens on the windows, so we're frothing. <laughs> oh, you sort of, you sort of. You, you never really have an issue sleeping at night um, in the des because obviously it gets pretty cold and the heat gets sucked out usually and it's all sweet. But, man, during the day, um, you know, heat's <laughs> yeah. one thing. I, I can deal with heat, but never had that many flies on me <laughs> oh. all my life, eh? Well, this, like, like I was saying earlier, like growing up we always did trips – like to the desert or just out in the bush and stuff. So I still remember all the times I'm like drinking my apple juice and there's flies in it and just drinking it for the hell of it and the flies getting in my eyes and <laughs> all of that fun. Oh, so you're used to it. You're, you're sweet. Yeah. Hearts. Yeah. Yeah. It must be yeah. hard for, you know, a big bad city slicker like myself. it's a a big world out there (laughs) oh mate it'll get you it'll get you you know give you a little fucking tap in the back before you know it um i I just wanted to i've been trying to lately um towards the end of these potties ask five questions um all boog related obviously i was wondering would you be keen to partake yeah for sure all right i'll fire them away um crescent or bat tail uh, crescent. Okay, ramp or uh, pit? Oh, pit. Giddy up. Uh, <laughs> dolphin cut fins or other design fins? Um, dolphin cut? Is that like yeah. the... Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. I, I don't know. No fins fit me. So, like, I, whatever will fit me properly, to be honest. <laughs> what, are you, what are you wearing at the moment? Um, I've actually, I've got... Small, medium knife fins, but I wear them with my dive booties. Oh, really? Yeah, and they're still a little bit big. That's crazy. And so the size down is just a bit too tight? Yeah, too small. Small, limited to too small. Medium, limited to too big. Do you have narrow or wide set foot? Narrow, yeah, narrow, I guess. But I'm seven and a half ladies. So if any of you men out there want to go and measure your feet or any women that are listening and you're a size seven and a half ladies, please let me know what size fins and what brand you wear. <laughs> yeah, my goodness. I've got to go on the search for that. That is one of the most pivotal <laughs> things, eh? Having, having comfy feet in the water. Yeah. I, actually, I don't mind wearing my booties because my feet are warm, but yeah, I, I don't trust that my flippers will stay on. <laughs> Yeah, that's the one thing, eh? Because you've just got that little bit of room and movement in there. It's, it's not as <laughs> like stuck to your foot. You obviously don't want them too tight, but I mean, you still want them to to sort not of, come off. <laughs> yeah, to survive a beating. Do you wear um? Do you wear shoelaces or do you wear fin savers? Yeah, I've got like the big uh, the the big like Velcro ones. Oh no! Nice. I used You're to wear shoelaces, but but. Yeah, so at least if they if they come off, they're still attached. I used to wear shoelaces, but I find like if it rips off, it's just tied so tight around your ankle that you can't actually put your flipper back on. It's still attached to you, which is great, but you can't get it. I kind of do the knot to get it back on. Yeah, <laughs> There's definitely I a better know. way to do that. But wow. Yeah, no, 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 I definitely agree. <laughs> and I've also had shoelaces over a period of time, just got become weathered away from the salt and the erosion and... um you know, just snap, like, even yeah. when you're in, like, high-pressure situations. So I think the, shoe, the shoelaces are cool, and they're pretty rat pack and, like, underground. I'm, I'm, I'm digging the, the style of it, but I think for efficiency and, um, you know, just a little bit mm. of practicality, the I got my, my big, straps. my thick, hot pink Velcro ones. Oh. I love we're, them. We're not going to miss you, eh? We're going to see no. you coming from a mile away. <laughs> <laughs> Epic. All right. Um, beachy or reef? Reef. Nice. And finally, bicep or wrist leash? Uh, bicep, I guess. Have you ever used bi- um, wrist? I have, yeah. I don't know why I stopped. I don't know. I guess I just have the bicep ones now. Yeah. I don't yeah, think I, I wear them in the same spot. Like, I wear mine right at the top, like near my shoulder. Oh, Yeah. I see, yeah, but you, most people wear them, like, down to your elbow, right? I think it just depends. Like, I've actually, unfortunately, got a bit of a, um, 
I cooked it. My my recent pod leashes, I must have got the size, the the small, the medium size. I'm not saying my biceps are that big. They're, they're <laughs> average and scrawny. But right now, I have to wear mine um, down near my my elbow because I I can't I think, actually get up. Any yeah, further. but I've seen lots of guys do that. But I I don't know. I wear mine. Up. Top. Yeah, but it would it would probably make more sense to have it further up because it's further out of the way of your. I figure board. like when you tense, then your biceps a little bit bigger, and hopefully it stays on. <laughs> or yeah, you can and like also, bend your elbow and grab it. You got that little bit. I don't know more time. Yeah, but if it wants to more, snap, it's gonna snap. It's snap, but it's, you definitely got more arm for to, to to rip off. You know, so you got yeah. time to grab it. Definitely. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> Delve deep and dark into the to the different areas of bodybuilding, eh? You know what I mean? <laughs> These five questions they always so bring many. it out. <laughs> so good. All right, cool, yeah, so man. I'm well, like, oh. <laughs> well, um, thanks for coming on, Soph. Really, really appreciate your time. We'll no worries. Some cool thanks topics. for having me. Oh, happy days. We'll happy to we'll um happily have you on again in the, the next couple of years and see how um it's all going. See if you've got down to South Oz and see how yeah you know, as wave hunting adventures have uh, have fared for you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I oh, was so keen. So many waves. So Keep many the waves to cover. Alive, mate. Keep the froth alive. <laughs> Absolutely. It's really good to hear the positivity in your voice. <laughs> thanks so much, and yeah, thanks for the chat. It's always it's nice to, like you said, just have a good combo and yeah, meet new people in the sport. Like I know I've met you, but we've never really had a like a proper chat so yeah it's good yeah it is great again the long form's the best just keep on That's going <laughs> keep on rolling <laughs> absolutely right, so. <laughs> it was all a pipe dream yes, watching bodyboarding up on tv deep at reef watching tension repeats eating bait.